Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. Matt and Jared here to cover a double episode of Survivor, episodes six and seven. They didn't just count it as one. So now people get to argue next week over is it week eight and episode eight or week eight, episode seven. So that's going to be fun. Well, can we just call it episode eight for the sake of this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, that was in jest. I was trying to make the tone, get that across. Um, okay. Wiki, Wikipedia has this as episode six and seven. So I'm going to go off of that. They should just do one episode, but very minor point to, to argue over, especially as I'm arguing with myself, it sounds like. So this week was the dreaded hourglass twist. And it was almost a great episode of Survivor, I thought. But the hourglass twist just blows chunks it sucks donkey balls it's the worst i don't know what else to say it's just terrible uh yes yes um and i i texted you midway through the episode with uh my prediction and then the only thing worse happened yeah i'm not sure I think I, so, so you texted me, you know, what's going to happen. I said, Rox is going to break the hourglass and Jonathan gets voted out. And you sent me a great friends, friends gift of, of Joey top tier. And I, God, I don't know which one I would have disliked more him or him or Lydia. It it was tough to see her go. Uh, It was very disappointing to see those two being two options. I'm like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) awesome. Great. (laughs) Yeah, two two of my favorites. Just one of them is going home. Maybe Marianne, but I really buy into that. But and that's the week after Daniel too. Yeah, rough rough go for for the players we like. Um, but might as well get, in, get into the episode. We'll see how upset we get and how much we just skip over the hourglass. Um, really, there's not much to talk about before they get to the fake merge, except for Ika, where Roxroy and Tori are still just absolute water and oil just cannot get along what is tori doing i is that was this intentional so rock rocks comes back from from his his journey and tells them that he didn't risk his vote he protected it and that's all he tells them he openly says i'm not going to tell you what was at stake or what i would have could have gotten drea and romeo is like all right whatever they're chill and tori just keeps pestering him do you think this is just her not being able to help him help herself? Do you think it's strategy somehow, or does she not realize what she's doing? I, oh man, see, I was gonna say I don't think it's strategy, but if it's not strategy, I also don't know what else it is because, well, it could be like she just doesn't like him. And she's trying to piss him off and she doesn't really care. So why not just try and get more information out of him anyway? Uh, I, 
maybe that's the best I can do. Um, certainly doesn't make her look good to the other two either. Uh, no, because um, I couldn't tell if it was just like a camera trick. But when they shot, when they showed that shot of her pestering Roxroy and then cut to Dre and Romeo, the way it looked, they were like 30 feet away, just like watching the entire thing. And there's like, this is dumb. <laughs> Don't like her for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh, one of a couple. What is she doing moments with with Tori? Uh, the, 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 the next one is just absolutely all time. It's it's incredible. A big episode for Tori, not in, aside from winning immunity, not in the way that you typically want to have a big episode. Next level stuff from her, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get to the main event and we get to the merge, maybe, maybe not the merge, and it's the hourglass twist. But with a twist, as Jeff says, this one now has corporate sponsorship, so that's good. He literally oh. says there's three different things. One, it's Applebee's. And it's like, okay, like it's food. That, that, that's what matters. It's food. No, uh, it's a taste of home. True. It's a taste of and home. If by home you mean anywhere in the United States. Then, yeah. I, I, I saw someone tweet. Do they even have um, Applebee's in Canada? Because a number uh, of these players are Canadian. Does Applebee's yeah. mean anything to them? You know what? If we were, if we we probably should have done our research on that for uh, eh. for the show. But I don't think either of us care enough. Very true. Very true. Um, and the 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 main difference here is that in so two players are going to sit out, and one the winning tribe will pull one to go with them. And then instead of that, other players automatically going to exile, the winning tribe of five, now six, after they pull their person over, can choose to send one of them to exile to make the decision. And Jeff wants to see, does this affect the decision-making process? Yes, but no, not really. Like, I'm a, I'm a big process over results guy. Big. But the process doesn't mean shit. If there's only one possible outcome. But was there only one possible yes. outcome? Okay. Okay. Like think of think of all the strategy we've seen this season and think of how little Roxroy has <laughs> has contributed to that. And even he knows which decision to make. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just dumb. They're once again, my I don't want to spend too much time on this. I don't know if we have anything really new to say about it. It's just still terrible. But one of my big things last season, still present this time, they're just straight up lying to the players. Yes, they say he'll have the power to change the game and somehow Drea miraculously <laughs> knew exactly what was going to happen. But still, if you tell them you are safe at the next travel council, you do not have to compete in the next immunity challenge, Something like that should be the truth. Yeah. Uh, in a perfect world, yes. 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 Um, well, the other, the other thing was, you know, it's uh, he's doing his little thing where he explains to us uh, the twist that we're about to see um, that's about to be explained again. Yep. And 
he's like, and we did this last season, but the great news is that we can do the same thing again. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, the little twist. It's like, yeah, but not a big enough twist. Yeah. If, I mean, the twist we want to see is that it's not happening. Yes. That'd be a, a wonderful twist next season. I've got to think that now that they've done two seasons of this and fans are just reaming them out both times, they, they have to can it, don't they? Yeah. And, and I feel like they, I feel like they canned a decent amount of stuff from 41 even um, like just how they were poorly utilizing their time and they like they they've made some adjustments from 41 to 42 that i think have been really good Mm -hmm. um so you would think that if if this one is this obvious uh that would be let's say an adjustment from 42 to 43 that it goes away yes now a lot of that i don't know how much credit i can really give them because it seems to be they're just explaining the things less because they're probably assuming the audience is returning so they know how the things work. But then they're basically saying, we'll just sacrifice season 41 to get to, to get them explained for future seasons, which isn't exactly the way you want to do things. Uh, no, no. I mean, yeah, probably, especially not your first season in like, a year and a half or whatever yeah but yeah and and i was thinking like i, I was thinking marianne for sure would uh give the most ringing endorsement of applebee's but we got us we got just a close-up shot of mike's face when he goes i love applebee's <laughs> which was pretty good uh yeah yep big episode for mike actually too he got a lot of good moments it was yep. basically him just connecting with everyone. Yeah, and him uh, connecting with the gigantic ball, too. He was just kind of laid out flat on that. <laughs> was who was the one who <laughs> who kicked Drea in the face? I don't know. I forget who was on that big time um, office wed- Dwight wedding vibes when he just kicks um, <laughs> Pam, Pam's friend in the face down the aisle, Isabel. <laughs> Um, so for the challenge, we've got orange with Lydia, Jonathan, Marianne, High, and Tori. So they wink, they have Jonathan. Blue is Drea, Mike, Omer, Romeo, and Chanel. And when it when the first stage of the challenge involved digging up and uprooting a massive boulder, which then they pushed through obstacles. I know where you're going, Romeo. Yeah. Yeah, he was standing like he was standing like a champ on that ball, though. <laughs> Yeah, like no, Jonathan. This... Jonathan gave them such a massive lead. Like we always say, it's all about the puzzle. Everything else is just kind of theater to get to the puzzle. But when you're when you get a lead that big, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I it didn't seem like they did a particularly good job with the puzzle either. But I mean, maybe that's just editing trying to get us to think that it was going to be a competitive challenge. It also could have that could have been them just being so relaxed because they had just entire day basically <laughs> of yeah. lead time. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just the the digging up the dirt around the ball. I mean, he was like pushing the ball, stopping the ball. He was launching doing it. people up it. 
grabbing doing them. the thing and hit the entire thing himself like that <laughs> when it when they had when you had to roll it down the sand pits like a war like the wario stadium layout mm-hmm. he almost just shoved it and just almost went over just both hills just on <laughs> one push yeah. <laughs> yeah yep like at some point people have been saying like is he really that good or is he just that much above the rest of the tribe or players this season then you, then you see things like that it's like yeah he's just that insane yeah, it if, could you were, be, if you were doubting it, I think it's I think it's a little of both. Yeah, it could be both too. I think outside of him, I mean, this is a a pretty weak season as far as like physical competitors. Go. Like th- there are definitely fit people who are going to be good at the physical challenges, but when you get to just the pure brute strength, I mean, he's yeah, he's like Vlad Junior against the Yankees tonight. He's well, three dingers. Okay, that's that's where you were going with that. I, I'm still. Yep depressed about Kershaw against the twins are you depressed that he did it against our twins or that he was pulled at 80 pitches throwing a perfect game both just wild stuff yeah he's not some like 45 year old veteran who you have to like really monitor he's still maybe on the tail end of his prime but in in his prime yeah 80 pitches perfect game just yanks him that's Dave Roberts though he guaranteed they'd win a world series so got to Got to protect your investments. Yeah, because the Dodgers are really hurting for star star (laughs) players. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Lindsay and Roxroy drew the Gray Rocks. Um. And when Orange wins, they choose Lindsay to join them and send Roxroy to Exile Island, where he has great power in this game. And Tori is like giddy. She's so giddy about this it's like you do realize you sent him to exile which he loves which you probably know like he he liked this way too much but i loved it yeah it was fun to watch him there we didn't have people yeah normally you get people like oh this is so hard what am i gonna do for the next two days i'm on my own i'm away from conversations yada 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 he's like yeah this this is great i'm just gonna appreciate every second of this yeah i think they did a good job too of just like showing him building and like getting set up and comfortable and struggling a little bit. But then also like later on, once he was settled in appreciating everything that was there and it was, uh, it was like a little mini, mini journey within the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And Tori also doesn't realize that you don't know what his power is. Like, yeah, he's exiled, but probably, you know, he could come back with like a three tribal immunity idol. Just like he just immune forever. Like you don't know what he's gonna, what they're gonna give him, or what he's gonna have the chance to do. Yeah, and well, you said, you know, Drea just randomly, exactly guessed what it was gonna be, but I think also High said something along those lines. Like he he ventured a guess, or no, he he was like, when Jeff was saying, like, are you sure you want to send? him there like that was like a warning or something like that was yeah they yeah. picked up on it like maybe one of us because jonathan was saying how he maybe was going to send himself but he's like ah, i need to eat instead i was like this reads way too much like a famous last words type scenario uh-huh. and if our if our sweet king is going out like that i'll be super sad and then said our queen went so whatever um yeah so drea just says yeah maybe he can come back and have the chance to make us immune instead it's like why? Why would anyone even think that? Like the fact that she just <laughs> said it, 
I want to know what else they were talking about before they just landed on that to show in the edit, or if that was actually like the first thing she said. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that, that kind of thought is how you just stumble into everything that she's accumulated so far too. <laughs> which is, which is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I can't believe they didn't like, maybe they will. Well, no, cause they have plenty of time. Like why there was no callback to that. I think people mentioned it and you said, you know, Drea said, maybe this will happen. Then when it happens, there was no callback to any I, one little line referencing it would have been, would have been nice. Yeah. Show yep. that you can have a little bit of fun with that show. Um, and then basically a bunch of people just start connecting on random, whatever. So Mike, Mike and, um, Drea talk about idols, speculating about who knows everyone knows, um, later Marianne, uh, has the same discussion with Mike and Marianne says, we, I want, you know, the idols have more power when no one knows about them. Everyone again <laughs> knows about them. I know. I, I was wondering myself when they were talking about that, she's like, so who else knows? Does, uh, does anybody know? And I was like, well, I thought everyone, I thought everyone knew, but honestly, like Tori maybe doesn't know. And rocks, I think rocks right. I was about Dre's, but Tori might be maybe the only person in the game who doesn't know that there are now three idols active. Yeah. Cause I mean, like Daniel knew and he's gone. So that helps Mike a little bit, but like, I, yeah, it's hard to keep straight who all he's talked to about. I mean, yeah. Lydia was maybe the only one, but she's gone. Okay. I'm pretty sure high knows. Cause they've, I, I think everyone except for maybe Tori knows. Okay. Well, let's go with that. Which is hilarious on another level too. That is that it's of all people her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the three amulet, the amulet gang back together. Uh, Lindsay, Hi, Andrea discussing their amulet advantage. They have the only conversation they can have in that scenario, saying let's use this to work together. Pretty boilerplate stuff because you're not going to say, yeah. I don't know, guys. I might, uh, I might just vote vote you on instead, so I get that get that extra idol. Like, of course, mm-hmm. you're gonna say we work together. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that played more as a reminder to people, like, hey, this exists in the game, in case you forgot, which everyone probably did. Well, I was still trying to gain my final clarification on what exactly that was. Then I was hoping that would come up again. We've talked about it a little bit. Well more than a little bit but we're still thinking from how it was presented today that there's only one extra vote between the three of them i thought that was confirmed okay that, I didn't... That they need to use it together and they get as a group one extra vote and then if one gets voted out they as a group get a steal and vote i mean that that's that's what I thought, but then it makes their conversation more ridiculous where they're like, oh, clearly the best thing to do here is just combine them for one extra vote between the three of us. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it, it explains itself. There's no reason for them to work <laughs> together if that's the only thing driving you working together. Yeah. It's like I, I really, I think them working together to get the extra vote would be the most interesting from like a viewing perspective 
just how does that conversation go? How do they settle on who to vote? How do they decide on who gets to cast the extra vote? That's what I'm curious to see. How do they settle on that part? And I would love to see them say like, okay, we're going to use this to vote, you know, Jonathan. And then High is just like, eh, I don't think so. And then just I vote would, somebody else. There is a scenario. I would feel like a complete idiot if like we had that conversation and a scenario actually presented itself where that could be beneficial. But like neither the other two people are obviously just thinking about getting me out and each other out so they can use the idol. And then I'm the one that goes up and like, hey, remember that scenario we talked about where we were all going <laughs> to combine and use this extra vote? What, what do you guys think? And they'd be like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, spear fishing, let's go. Or yeah, or or if someone try, if one of them tries to do it just to like waste it, say say one of them finds another idol and they're like, I don't really need this, but I don't want them to target me because of this. Let's just try to use it now and just get it out of here. That could be fun. Yeah, that I mean, the, it could be fun. I think the longer and more drawn out this is, it will it will ultimately be more fun. Where it's like, okay, things are getting down to decision time here. But I I think personally, the best way that this could play out is they use the extra vote, but then one of those three gets voted out because of the extra vote like it's a one vote like it's a one vote difference and it's because high decides to vote for drea with the extra vote that would be good that'd be good that'd be perfect that'd be the best way because it would just be chaos and nonsense and it'd be incredible Mm -hmm. um and so the the target pretty much settles on chanel roxroy's twist result pending um that you know, Omer now realizes he lost his vote because of Chanel and Chanel hasn't told him herself, which is interesting because I feel like you kind of have to, I feel like you have to assume that he's going to know. And even if it's, even if you don't have the intention of working with him, you want that info to come from you. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. In, unless they just don't realize how much information is spreading. And how fast it is. And they honestly think they might be able to keep these secrets. Yeah. You know, it depends who it is, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time getting in some of these people's heads. Fair. Yeah. So. Now, another interesting move or non-move, I guess, from, from Chanel. She She's a hard, she's a hard player to peg down. She does some stuff that I like. She has some stuff that just makes no sense. Yeah, I, well, one thing, this was just a really small thing that I noticed at the, at the beginning of the episode. So she makes it through and she's like, kind of like fired up and is like, yeah, I knew I would get Daniel out of this game. And like, then Mike is trying to talk to her about like, well, what, what's the strategy here? And she's like, well, if you'd let me finish, then I would tell you. And it's like, I don't know if you're in a position to be talking to him like that right now. Like this, you, you were clearly the next person to be going, but uh, yeah. 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 She was, uh, I mean, obviously she was fired up as she should be that, that as one of two possible votes, she survived, but 
her her confidence after that was a little <laughs> was a little much i thought yeah um so then let's see yeah, nothing else much there um jeff comes to Roxford exile and Roxford just welcomes him like an old friend into his home just the guy has we ever seen somebody love exile so much like i think i'm thinking of coach but that was such an extreme and definitely felt a little a little performative i feel like Roxbury genuinely enjoyed his time being exiled now i i loved watching Roxroy on exile but you bringing coach's trip to exile up right now <laughs> Just it brought it from like a nine and a half to like an eight. If we're talking straight enjoyment, I don't think anything will ever beat coach. <laughs> like like our my enjoyment of watching someone on yeah. exile, nothing yeah. will ever beat coach. But I think of a of a player truly to their core having fun and actually taking in their experience and enjoying it. I, I think Rox is I think he's got it in straights. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. He, I think he was definitely, like, in many ways, for almost everyone, he was, like, the right person to send there, including himself. Except for, well, I, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Whoever you send, they're going to smash the hourglass. So the people who won the immunity challenge, it was probably still the right choice for them to send him. But, yes. yeah. And that's the other thing with the hourglass. Kind of like with the beware advantage. Now that they've done a full two-season cycle, even if they want to keep the hourglass, can they? I hope not. Because I mean, yeah, are you going to like, well, it could get interesting if one tribe tries to throw the tries to throw the challenge, but or one group tries to throw the challenge if they think that's what's going to happen. Well, no, because you could win the challenge and then send one of your own, just take the hit okay. and then just, and then just yeah. keep things the same. Yeah. But they'd have to really change it up to use it again, just like with the beware advantage, because it's so obvious that if they do it the same thing, you know exactly how to play it. Yeah, and I do think so. Was that was that the case in forty one where you could choose to send someone from your own? Okay, no, that was no, because that was. I still don't like that you're telling people one thing and then completely, uh, switching things around on them, like. Uh-huh afterwards but if you're giving them the choice it's like whoever you send is going to have some big power in the game you can send someone from your group or you can send one of these two people like i it's that that part alone makes it definitely better for me um but ultimately i mean it still is gonna suck like I, I guess it wouldn't suck if you sent someone from your from the winning team that kept things the same but like then what's the point of it yes the person is always going to choose self-preservation like yeah yeah you're just going to especially at a chaotic merge vote where and we saw here the vote changed like four or five times yeah if you can keep yourself out of that nonsense you're going to do it. And Rock and Rocks tried to talk about how it was a tough decision and he wasn't sure which way to go. And if you lost, you lost. And it's like, yeah, but you're screwing yourself in that situation. <laughs> yeah. This, this isn't it's survivor. It's it's not 
real life. If you can save yourself, you save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what they do next season. I hope they just completely destroy it, but we'll see. I'm not holding out a ton of hope, but time will tell. Um, yeah. But hopefully it's the last, the last we're seeing of the hourglass. Um, and we get to the immunity challenge and oh, oh, Tori, this, this, <laughs> this was truly inspired. This is, this was the, maybe the moment of the season so far for me. They get to the challenge. Probst brings in rocks. Roy, he explains the twist and rocks says that he smashed the hourglass or turned back time, reversed fortune, whatever dumb phrase they use and made him and the other five people safe. And Tori is livid at rocks. Roy, the other five on the, on the group are disappointed, but they're like, yeah, okay. Like, of course he's going to do that. And she's, she's pissed trying to, played off as oh we sent you to, to exile to help you it's like yeah one hilarious that you think he thinks you had his best interest in mind he knows you hate him and two he did exactly that you sent if even if you did send him to help him he he helped himself and it's the best <laughs> way he could he supposedly did exactly what you intended for him to be able to do yes uh She's a character. Um, I I think my favorite part is well. Does she? It's kind of getting around that like she doesn't like him, so it's like not just is she lying to him about her intentions, but like it's in front of everyone who knows that they don't get along too. And I feel like he just, every time he doesn't react, it just makes him look so much better and her so much worse in <laughs> yeah. comparison. Yeah. It's like when anyone gets pissed at, pissed at you out in some like random public setting, they just yell at you and you just like accept it and don't instigate or provoke them further. They look like a bigger idiot. And all she's doing is giving people reason to take her to the end as someone who will get zero votes. And she's not going to realize that. That is also true. Yeah. So inc- incredible potential for for Tori in the in the long game and in the end game. Oh, that would be great. From from a, a an entertainment perspective, mm-hmm. huge potential to just be just absolute gold mine this season. I hope so. We had a, we had a pretty good feeling about that though. Yeah, th- this one and like it wasn't just us either. I wish I wish we could take you know, sole credit to us mm-hmm. on that. But if you, if you read other preseason interviews or listen to other podcasts, that was kind of the prevailing thought on hers that she's going to be an absolute character for better or for worse for her game, but for better <laughs> for, for the fans and the, and the audience. And that is proving true in spades through and through. Okay. Um. So classic survivor challenge for the first one here, pull on a rope, bounce a wobbly table, stack blocks to spell immunity. And Jonathan doesn't win. Clearly, he's not a perfect challenge beast, um, which I'm not super surprised. He wasn't great at this one, but it is nice that from his safety in the game that he's not just going to run through every single challenge, even though it almost got him, got him voted out here. But but he didn't win, and our girl Tori 
takes home immunity to which did you catch what she told Roxroy after she won? Yeah, she's like, I love you now. Or something thank you. Like thank that. you. Now I love you. It's like, oh, my God, you are something else. I don't yeah. know what you are, but you're something else. Well, uh, let's hope he doesn't take that like Billy did on, on Cook Islands. <laughs> nah, Roxroy is happily people, married. I mean, you never know, though. <laughs> opportunity presents itself. I guess he did enjoy that alone time, maybe a little too much, you know? So <laughs> he said he was, he was talking about his wife nagging him. I, I don't know. <laughs> um yeah we'll we'll see but like tori i i don't know what she's doing out there like at all but i love it yeah it's like she her moves are as confusing as a lot of what wendy did but like oh no you know, like big Wendy uh, from, 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 from yeah, the edge. Yeah. Um, but Tori is actually trying to win. Like it's, it's two different things, but it's kind of the same. Yes. And it, it, Wendy seemed like she was actively trying to lose the game. Yeah. And, and Tori thinks that every move she's making is like, is a good decision. It seems like. Yeah. But like they're equally baffling. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I want to make the comparison and I don't know how accurate it is. And maybe I just want to make it. She's kind of like an unhinged Angelina. Yeah. A little, uh, which is hilarious to think about. Yeah. I think, no, I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, so Tori wins and now Chanel and Tori were kind of the, the, the two options. And when Tori was safe, they wanted Chanel. Then when Chanel became safe, they wanted Tori. Now they're both safe. Everyone's got to scramble and figure out a plan C. And Jonathan becomes the big, obvious physical target. As, as Romeo says, he's just going to win everything, even though he just got demolished in this challenge. And I, I get the, the fear, but how much of Survivor individual challenges are just brute strength? Yeah, and especially recently, I mean, how many times has someone just won their way from merge to final tribal in never in these challenges? Like like Mike Holloway is an example, but he won what like four in a row at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Culpepper won a handful, but then he ended up losing the game. Ben won a few, but had some idols. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't happen where someone just wins. What are there? Eight challenges after the merge? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's. It, I don't know if I they was, if they if someone wins eight challenges in a row. Good for them. Like just, <laughs> even if that's the only thing they do in the game, cut them the check. They deserve it. No one's gonna do that. No, no. Um. So I think it's a little, it's a little blown out of proportion. Um, yeah, just the concern about it. I, I guess, what was the highest percentage chance you ever gave in this episode to Jonathan going home? Oh man, I, up until Omer got involved and really started politicking, I was thinking it was like 70 75% Jonathan probably. Okay. Cause I was kind of different. I like one of the things we kind of skipped over um, 
at when they were, I guess, eating and hanging out on the beach while Roxroy was at exile was like, I think Jonathan was actually forming a decent amount of bonds. Um, Cause like, I thought, I thought the conversation between him and Mike was pretty interesting. They seem, they seem like they might have the closest bond now of everyone who's there. Sure. And Mike has a strong three. Um, so like that, I wasn't, I wasn't overly concerned about it. Um, like high, high and Romeo had an interesting talk too. Like there's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good stuff happened. Um, but I think Jonathan building actual connections was the most interesting to me because you're going to have to, you're going to have to do that if you're going to make it all the way to the end playing the game that he's playing. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's fair. My, my thought was that I guess I was maybe reading too much into the, the edit where what they were showing Jonathan, what they were showing of Jonathan felt a lot like a swan song, like how Lydia got that moment. I granted this was at tribal council where she talks about kind of coming into her own, kind of being more comfortable with who she was and all that, that that read as a, Oh, this person's going home. That this is just production, giving them a final moment that Jonathan had a few of those earlier on the episode that read like that to me. So I was probably a little more focused on that, but yeah, he did make some really good, good connections. And a lot of people did actually, um, like you said, Romeo and Hyde, a really good conversation, really good, good moment. Omer and, and Mike as well. Um, Mike, again, just had a great episode, just kind of being really like vulnerable and open and sympathetic and empathetic for people. Yeah. I think, I think Mike's going to have to be my guy for, for the rest of the, the season. Um, there, although I don't know how much he knows survivor history because according to him, no big strong person has ever, has ever won the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's not necessarily uh, a reason <laughs> not to like him. Uh, it's a it's it's a reason um to like him more. Yeah, yeah. Just says something I, so wrong with so much confidence. You you gotta love it. Yep. Yeah, he's I, I don't know. He's uh he seems like a competitor and like there's definitely been some times where it seems like he hasn't understood the game super well, but like he's, I think he's naturally, he might be naturally connecting with people the best of everyone there too. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't think I could argue that too much if at all. Yeah. So he's, I don't know. I hope we get to see a lot more of him. Yeah. I, and I feel like he's in a pretty good spot right now, you know, so anything can happen, especially with 11 people, but he seems safe for short term at least. Uh, but Lindsay, she doesn't want Jonathan to go. They've been close the whole game and she tries to soften the target, pointing out how he's terrible at puzzles. He's not super strategic. Both are true. And, and Chanel and remember who she was talking to are just not swayed at all, which I think it was Romeo. Those two. I get it. If you want Mike, if you want Jonathan out, you want him out. But to not even consider the point be made where, yeah, he's not going to win everything. He will benefit you around camp. Even if you don't like people fawning over the quote unquote golden boy, he's going to benefit you. 
in the short term and long term. He's going to keep providing. That's just who he is. He's going to be a shield for whoever aligned with him. He's not going to win every challenge. You can vote him out any chance you get when he doesn't win. And I don't know that he'll win an individual immunity just because of how much of a balance there is in terms of like agility and puzzles and all of that. That if he has to do a puzzle on his own, even if he has a massive lead, plenty of time, we've seen huge comebacks in, in individual challenges. Um, so I think they should have at least considered it, that he maybe wasn't the right choice. And obviously it's, it does flip later on, but for, for different reasons. Um, so Lindsay wants to get out Marianne and she doesn't really want to, but her options are limited. She knows hi and Lydia won't go for each other. Um, and she doesn't want to vote out Jonathan. Doesn't want to vote out herself. John kind of just leaves Marianne by default. Plus she's got a few, a few goodies, you know, the idol and the extra vote that if, yeah, you could work with her to use those to your, to your advantage, but also makes her dangerous on her own too. So she tries to get it to Marianne. Um, Omer, though, kind of for that same reason, wants to work with Marianne to use the idol, use her extra vote as a as a group. Um, so he tries to flip it to Lydia, who just kind of played in the middle, just kind of going, I want to go where the majority is, which isn't the worst move at the merge vote. Um, but once you realize, if you realize you're the target, you've got to make a move. And I don't know if she, I just maybe don't know if she didn't realize that she was in danger. Uh, you're talking about Lydia. Lydia now? Okay. Um, I mean, she, yeah. I mean she, she had to realize a little bit just because there were only six people that options are limited yeah but, from how most people were talking about it it seemed like the the word's so watered down but like blindside like it it seemed like she really didn't have an idea that that was happening yeah and if she didn't you know good on them for for, for pulling one over um I feel like if she had an idea, she probably would have used her shot in the dark. Just with the with the way the numbers ended up, that her her one vote wouldn't have mattered one bit. And yeah. at least saving herself. Yeah. And yeah, those are both the merge votes are the or is that that's what that's when Sydney used her her shot in the dark actually last season was the merge because she wasn't on the jury. So that yeah. So I was gonna say the I feel like the merge vote where only half the tribe can be voted for would be a prime time to use their shot in the dark. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. Cause yeah, the shot in the dark has the same odds of working no matter how many people are in the game. So yeah. Now it, I think we had this question last, last season. I don't know if we ever answered it. If what if all six people or w w between idols and shot in the dark, everyone is immune. Like, say, say Marianne played her idol, and so let's just say um, Drea and Mike played their idol for two other people, and then the other three all played a successful shot in the dark. I don't even want to go there. I'll have Jeff draw me a diagram. Because unless, because each one is a one in six shot, right? Like, if Lydia played her shot in the dark, and then... And then Marianne played hers. It wouldn't go from one and six to one and five, right? It would go from one and six to one and six. But we've definitely, definitely talked about this before. Um, are there six? Well, I mean, they draw the piece of paper. Like, 
are there, is it two out of 12 that you draw from or, or is it one of six or is it just everyone draws from like you draw one and then it just gets replaced. And yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. That's what I'm not sure on. And granted, I actually don't, we don't need to know because what are the odds of that actually happening, but it would be interesting and useful to know what, how exactly that, that process works. Cause we, cause we haven't seen two shots in the dark used at one tribal yet. No, I mean, I, I actually think it's more important than you think it is to know how that works. Um, I mean, especially if you're drawing from one out of six pieces of parchment, like that's, that could, I mean, having the knowledge of how that works could greatly. I'm sure, I'm sure they know. I'm sure the players know. Okay. But it's also another instance, just like the hourglass, of Survivor just not using things the way they're meant to be used. Like the dice, shot in the dark die. Roll the die. Like, how hard is it to make a one side that says safe, five that say not safe, you just roll that bad boy. Instead of drop a die in the bag, pull out a paper, smash an hourglass. Instead of, they turn on their side, they turn halfway. Just go the full way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Even, you know. Jeff even says this this sand on the bottom represents the past. You flip it, the pa- it, it literally reverses itself then. It plays right into the metaphor they're trying to make. Yeah. You can just leave it laying there though. Another reason it's got to go. One of many. Um let's see where are we at here? People are scrambling. Omer wants to keep Marianne. Um I I liked what Omer did. Because he was safe and didn't have a vote. It would have been very easy, like he said he was going to initially, to just kind of sit back and shut up because he didn't want to put a target on himself for down the road. And he didn't have a vote. He didn't. He couldn't fully affect what was going to happen. But I'm glad he decided to kind of take the reins because, like, yeah, I don't have a vote, but I can still you know, maneuver and, and try to position the vote the way I want it to. And... He decides to go after, go after Lydia, and and Hyde does not like that. You know, he was willing to go to rocks for her early on, so they're they're tight as you can be. And he tries to work to get the vote back to Marianne, and we head head into tribal council. And did you have a good feeling one way or the other on who was going to go? Um, I my guess is that it was going to be Marianne, but. Then they started flowing in for Lydia. Yeah. Yep. There were about seven votes too many for her that I would like to see. I'm just trying to pull up the votes here. I'm see if it if been updated yet. Uh, because so she's voted out seven, two, two, one with Jonathan and Marianne each receiving two. And Lindsay, did you notice how Lindsay was spelled? Yeah. L Y N Z E. Do you want to guess who made that vote? Um, I'm going to go. Oh. Well. Oh, man. I think it's very fitting that this person made that vote. 
I was going to say Mike, but I don't know if that would make sense strategically with his game. I was going to say it makes sense with the way it was spelled that yeah. it was the person who made the vote. You're going to go with Mike? Yeah. Rocks Roy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So, um, Jonathan, let's see. Jonathan votes were Chanel and Tori. Marianne were Romeo and Lydia. And then everyone else. Um, oh, so I guess it was six, two, 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 because um, Omer didn't, didn't have a vote. But then everyone else was was Lydia. Um, oh, hi, even voted for Lydia. I like that. I, I like that that play by him. Realizing the numbers are not where you need them to be. It's it's useless. Jump with the majority, show you can work with them. And if you yeah. want to. Go after him later. Do that, but don't give them reason to not trust you. I like that move. Shrewd. Yeah, and she's not even on the jury. Yeah. Then yeah, there's that too. And I would bet someone like High took that into consideration. He seems to know the game really well and have a finger on the strategic pulse of the game and where everything sits and how moves will affect the future of the game. Yeah, I would. I would say that he is just he's the most complete player that they have right now. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. That he's the the quote unquote best player, which probably means he won't win. Um, just because how often does that player actually win the game? Uh, except on seasons like Redemption Island and One World, where everyone else is just a joke, <laughs> for the most part. Yep. Not including Andrea in that. Of course. Players. No, no. Of no. course. Of course. Just had to make make sure that's abundantly clear. Uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of got it all. And I don't know that other players are fully realizing his threat potential right now. And so while we do both agree, he is the best survivor player and that usually, usually doesn't bode well. He, he's still actually kind of sitting pretty good. Oh yeah, for sure. He's, I mean, he's in an alliance of three within an alliance of, I don't even know how many. Like, I think seven now. I think yeah. I think it was eight, but then Lydia was gone. So yeah, looking good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's looking good. I'm not sure anyone else is looking like a lot of people or a fair amount of people are in like good positions. Like I think Dre is in a pretty good spot. Romeo seems to be really under the radar. Everyone seems to like Mike. Um, but I'm just going through Chanel, Jonathan, Lindsay, Marianne. Omer's pretty good now too, as well. Yeah. Uh, Roxroy and Tori. I guess, I guess it's maybe split between people who are sitting pretty good and who have had others who have had at least kind of something, some kind of fire come their way. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm, I'd have to look at the list like you just did, but. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a handful of serious contenders at this point. I think who would you who would you pinpoint besides Tori as anyone who has zero chance to win, or is she the only one you'd say right now? I would say Jonathan. You think just because he'll have maybe the hardest path to get to the end? Yeah. He he could be one of those one of those players where if he makes it to the end, the rest of the jury, their pitch will be 
why did you let him get to the end? Yeah. Even if he didn't play the best game, he's going to have that perceived threat. And if you talk about a bunch, perception is reality in Survivor. And if people keep saying person A is the biggest threat, they become the biggest threat. And then if you don't take them out, they win the game. Yeah. Yeah, I go Tori, Jonathan, and my third. Chanel is getting dangerously close. He doesn't have the best... um, the other players don't have the most positive view of her in terms of um, like game stock. Yeah. And she, like. she also seems to make some really strange moves like that seemingly don't benefit her a ton. Like, I don't know. We talked about her casting the vote for Mike last time and that was actually not, not too bad, but it, when, uh, but when, then the the backing up of that move, yeah, kind of yeah. the immediate aftermath wasn't the best performance. Yeah, so that'd probably be my my three that are. I do wonder with her now that if she doesn't have to keep playing on the defensive every single moment of the day, if that's going to let let her game breathe a little bit. But that I think that's been her, been a big issue for her so far is that she's always having to like fight off one thing or another. So if that keeps up, I think it's just going to be too much for her to overcome. Um, but if she can kind of find a groove, even within a, within a smaller group, she might be okay. Um, but Tori, I don't know that I would say anyone else has no chance to win. I wouldn't put Jonathan there just because if he gets to the end, he's got a great chance to win. I, th- I think Tori, no matter who she got there with, it's going to be because they chose her to be there. Unless she wins that final immunity challenge, I think the only way she gets there is being brought along and because everyone knows she won't get any votes. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really like, I still like, got to talk about my girl, Lindsay, my winner pick. She was a little in danger tonight. I was actually surprised she got that one vote. I am I really want to hear from Roxford, like why he voted that way. Because Unless it was some random shot in the dark protection, just kind of scatter votes on everyone, maybe. But that's, I don't think he has that move. It, I was gonna say it doesn't really even make that much sense that if you're gonna vote for three different people, why vote for four different people at that point? So we'll see on that. Um, but again, she she was visible. She had some confessionals, but pretty quiet. Perfect. Perfect time to just kind of slowly ramp up and just crush the last like three weeks of the season. Ride that wave to a million bucks, but we'll see. Um, who was your winner pick again? I picked Chanel. Okay. She's got, she's got a road ahead of her. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'd say as of now, not looking good. Now, do you remember, I might've just blocked it out in my memory. Did they continue um, ship wheel Island? After the merge last season, I feel like this should be something we easily remember. Oh man, let's see. <laughs> On Wikipedia, they just call it the decision game. I whatever. <laughs> um, no, they did not. The only thing they they had was the terrible do or die. Oh, yeah. But from last season, they don't list anything um, 
on on Shipu Island or the decision. So that kind of makes sense. It's a little harder to pull off in a good way um, in a merge tribe, but that's for the better. So overall, um, before we get to to Lydia's tweets, and I hope she's still live tweets the episodes um, because we'll be missing some masterpieces if she just completely deefs from now. Um, but overall, I still thought this was actually a pretty good episode, good couple hours, and that the hourglass just casts such a cloud over everything. It just sucks so much. It's just so dumb. But everything else was I thought was honestly pretty great. Yeah, I I agree too. The the problem with the hourglass is it just like it puts the episode on hold for pretty much the whole thing. Like cuz you know what's going to happen most likely and then you're pretty much just waiting from when that group or team challenge ends until whoever wins the individual immunity challenge to like know who votes might be going on like it's i don't know there it's it seems to mess with the flow a little bit i i mean the idea itself obviously we've criticized enough for for now um happy though yeah i think it's not just that we're like against the idea. It it's just that like the episode is held hostage to that particular twist for almost the whole thing. Yeah, because they're they're planning around they're planning their their votes before the challenge, but we know all of that is just going to be pointless as soon as Rockstar makes a decision, and they they made that decision late in the episode. They brought it in very late. And I get that they they have to time it so they've got about a half hour left after the immunity challenge. But fudge it for for one week, you know, at, throw it in ten minutes earlier, or have him make the decision, but then not show us. Actually, then then the rest of it is even more of a waste if we know that and they're still just talking about it. That's even a worse idea. What am I what am I doing? But yeah, it they put themselves in a tough spot because there's really no good way to to go about it aside from just axing it completely. All right, should we get to Lydia's tweets? Sure. All right, let's see what we've got here. This is a good one from, from yesterday. Not a survivor tweet, but very good nonetheless. Don't know what prompted it, but don't really care. The only person, so remember, her her user, her name is Lydia Chlamydia. That is a factor into these tweets. The only person allowed to give me chlamydia is Timothy Chalamet, obviously okay good to know good to know good to know um posted right after she got voted out um going to get drunk (laughs) (laughs) simple and then then a nice one um in all seriousness your support has meant the absolute world to me y'all are so fucking funny and have made this viewing experience a blast i love my chlamydianators keep shaking your big fat juicy asses well, see, that sounds like a send-off. Though she hashtagged it BFJA, but I didn't know if people would remember that obscure, those obscure letter pairings and remember what they what it stood for. Um, so I really hope she keeps live tweeting because 
this has been a, a great addition to the to the to the show. So of course she has to be voted out just a couple weeks after we started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we uh, gonna have to come up with something new. I, I fear just from the just from the wording of that that uh, that could be her last for a while. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, her game's done, so it, it kind of makes sense to because she did get a ton of support. People loved her in the game and on social media, just, just an absolute riot. So that part makes sense. Um, because they can't really, you know, quote unquote support her in the same way now that she's off the show. Um, but yeah, hopefully she'll at least mix it in here and there, but we'll see what happens next week. Um, so we've just got the stupid knowledge is power and the also stupid do or die left to see if those come back into, into play. And a whole mess of advantages and idols are still to be used, which, is never good when they just start collecting towards the end game. Cause there's what five votes left where they can eat when this stuff can be used. Yeah. Wow. That's not a lot. No, no, not great. Not great. I think gosh, with the, with the beware advantage, I wish there was a way to make it a little easier, but it only lasted until the merge. Yeah, Ugh, man, that'd be a lot to to start the show with. But I, if I if I remember right, I mean, no one even used them correctly last season. It's like, well, Xander just saved his. He never needed to use it, yeah. so he just used it at the end, just because. Of course, you're going to use it the last chance. Why wouldn't you? Um, I'm trying to think of who else even had it last. Um, Brad got voted out with it. And then Chanel got it. I can't remember what she did uh, with it. Did Nasir have one? Nasir had one. I think he, and he I got think, voted. He got voted yeah. out with his idol. Yeah, yeah. And I think did Shang get voted out with her idol too? That sounds right. So yeah, just because there's all this junk in the game doesn't mean it's gonna mess things up. But the potential for there just to be a, a real dumb Suri level tribal council, although granted not with the same emotional impact. On our and one of our survivor queens, but just in terms of an episode just being deflated by just eight things coming out at once, maybe getting getting a little ahead of ourselves with preemptively getting annoyed. Um, but with with the potential there, I don't not thrilled with what could happen. But again, we'll see. They're gonna start us with an immunity challenge, and they'll like do the pre-tribal thing for about six minutes and it'll be 718 and we'll go to tribal council and we'll know we'll know that it's coming (laughs) that would be i would go from excited because like what is this tribal going to be to devastated like oh what is this tribal going to be (laughs) yep so, but again, this, this season's earned pretty much pretty a pretty good amount of goodwill for me that I'm going to give yeah. it, give it some good leeway because I'm really enjoying it with, with what we've seen so far and that the potential for dumb things to happen doesn't mean dumb things are going to happen. Yes. This, this group could overcome. Yes. Great cast can always, or almost always overcome bad creative production decisions and they're doing it so far, but we'll see how long that can last. Uh, any any final thoughts this episode or this week, I should say, or the season as a whole? 
Any last final farewell to, to Lydia or are we? No, good? they just, they didn't, they didn't show much of her the last couple of weeks. Like she got a little, little uh, minute long clip last week and that was about it. So not, not much for me to add. Yeah, we are, we are sad to see her go, but we enjoy the time we have with her. Um, would welcome her back any, any season, not any season, but one season. Yes, depending on the circumstances. Yes. Welcome her back in a returning player season. Um, and we'll be back next week uh, to break down the next episode after the merge when things really start to get juicy, hopefully. Uh, so you can uh, catch us here, as always, next Thursday morning. Make sure you are subscribed. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen, we are there. Follow us on Twitter at LlamaTalkPod, on Instagram at TalkingLlamaPod. And if you would please rate, review on the podcast apps it really does help us and we would really appreciate any any assistance on that front for jared sunden this is matt hambage and we'll see you next time for another scoop of the crispy